Hello! Brand new theme music, brand new year, brand new us. If you're listening to this not on Patreon, you're listening to this on January 1, 2021. If you're listening to this on Patreon, you actually listen to this on Christmas Day. Hey, here's a new Christmas gift for you. This is Season 2 of Live <laughs> from the Pool House. Uh, of course, we are coming live, as always, from the Pool House. I am your host. Uh, my name is T.L. Foster, and... Uh, not my lucky mitt. As long as this earthquake doesn't hit my lucky mitt. And uh, <laughs> I am joined yet again for this season. We have not replaced her with another Aunt Viv. That is, of course, uh, we have Sonia Ballantyne. Sonia, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, Lee Presson Ballantyne right here. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, Happy so, New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. It's a new year. Uh, there's a vaccine out for people now. Uh, go take the vaccine if you can. Um and yeah it's it's a whole we have a whole new season of the show coming up sonia which is like really exciting also very terrifying just because mm-hmm. there's just so much yeah, um, exactly. yeah but we have so many cool surprises for everybody that i don't think they realize yet like, that's the great thing about it it's like oh you guys think you know about this show well wait till you see the surprises we have and then um <laughs> i can confirm we will have a lot of recurring guests from last uh from last season on our on our show to talk about this show uh so that's gonna be very fun because we really loved I, I i don't think we actually had like a bad guest and i've been podcasting long enough where i've done shows where we've had a bad guest uh you know not enough to like to be spicy for y'all to be like oh who are you talking about like i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna <laughs> say who we had to pull along but the great thing about this show is like we really didn't have to pull anybody's teeth to like to to enjoy themselves on the show and that's been super fun yeah that's been the best part of having the guests because sometimes like there are certain shows where it just seems like the guests are just there to hang out with the hosts right uh, i won't mention any names but they're like a well-known one <laughs> anyway but uh well and it's just like so annoying too because we when we invite guests we feel that they have a certain um a certain viewpoint that we might not necessarily have. Mm-hmm. So, like, for certain episodes, we'll reach out to certain types of people. So, for the episode, uh, the Big 4-0, we have a dancer coming on. Just to, talk, uh, just to talk about, like, what it's like to be a person of color and a dancer. And how mm-hmm. notorious that can be. And, like, how terrible it can be in general. So, it, it'll be fun to talk about that. So, And we right. do talk about things other than race on this show. But still, it's a right. big part of the show. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, it, it, it like like you said, we we have a dancer. Um, uh, in the episode, we have Queen Latifah. We had you know, um, a cosplayer who can talk about you know body issues and and stuff like that. I do think that's one of the benefits that we've been able to give this show, and a lot of those creators. Um, you know, um, one of the things that I was very proud of last year of last last season, and I you know I'm gonna be nasal gazy, ga- nasal gay gaze, nasal <laughs> navel gaze, navel. Yeah. Gazy, not English speaking, of course, uh, but Nasal Gazy is like we were able to give a lot of creators who may not have gotten an opportunity to have their voice in, you know, in these kind of outlets to give them those outlets. And that's something that I'm very proud of. And that's something that we are not straying away from, you know, this year. We're going to try to do that. Um, one of the things I definitely want to do was get more creative creators of color. Mm-hmm. Um, on these episodes, and I think we do, and I think another thing that was really important to me, more women of color, which we definitely did, like, that's something that I'm very, very proud of, 
doing that. So uh, this is going to be a really, really fun season. And uh, like I say always, I wouldn't imagine doing it with anybody else but uh, Sonia Ballantyne, who just recently celebrated her birthday. Yeah, we it, did it on stream. We did it on stream. <laughs> we played. We played. And everybody killed my boyfriend first. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Like they every time it was like they would just be like just dead. It's like oh well, okay. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, is there anything else you want to talk about season uh, season one as we before we get right into season two? Um. Well, I'm really surprised by um. Like again, I mentioned when, when we were talking about it before, but like I've always assumed that the first season sucks because I I watch a lot of Star Trek, and mm -hmm. because of that, um, I was going into um our first season, the Pool House, thinking that like we weren't gonna have a good time, and there like every single episode we did was a great time. Like it was mm -hmm. so much fun to rewatch the episodes, and like I'm really looking forward to this season just because a lot of the episodes I really really like are in this season. So yeah. here's hoping like uh, we get get a few laughs, maybe get a few two hour episodes out of this. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, more than likely, we are we are definitely probably going to get some two hour. Like there's some episodes we're going to go really into it. I know. Well, shoot, the we have an episode coming up that we've we like under the like to keep you guys completely under the loop like we've already recorded that was already like an hour and a half and it would have been longer if i just didn't have to go do another recording like <laughs> so yeah we recorded two like we recorded a bonus episode and um and our main episode with that conversation so yeah it was pretty fun it was definitely pretty fun <laughs> um so yeah let's get into it uh season two episode one uh sonia go ahead and break us down so as TL said, we are watching season two, episode one, Did the Earth Move for You, which first aired September the 9th, 1991. Um, this episode was directed by Ellen Falcon, who under the Falcon name and her uh, Gittleson, I think is how you pronounce it, name mm -hmm. has directed a wide variety of TV sitcoms, including Roseanne and Friends. Uh, this episode was written by Winifred Hervey, and in this episode, don't be dissing my hair, which I so, can really, that's a goal I really like, uh, that's a, a phrase of, I'm going to take for the rest of my life from yeah. now on. So we, we talked about uh, Jeff Melman before um, in directing episodes, because De Jeff Melman directs a lot of episodes in season one. Mm -hmm. I think outside of the pilot and the second episode, they're all Jeff Melman, but um Ellen Falcon is going to be our primary director for the show outside mm -hmm. of like one or two episodes. So this is very important because like we actually and I think structurally how the show is shot and how the show is remembered, like you said, season two is the one where everybody's like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode. I think that is because of Ellen Falcon's like direction in mm -hmm. these episodes because they are they are such a standpoint of hers. Um, and like I said, this is the first time where you kind of get that. Um, you know, that that look of how she is going to look at this show. Yeah, and this season is the start of the new set, which according to Wikipedia, the kitchen and living room set of the Banks Mansion, which is where most of the scenes are shot, was rebuilt to be larger and more contemporary as opposed to the more formal style of the first season. Uh, they were connected uh, by, the, by an archway, allowing scenes to be shot continuously between the sets. And this episode is when we start to see the characters 
fully fleshed out as they will be for the rest of the series, particularly mm. Jeffrey, who does a really good version of Mac the Knife, in, uh, but with the lyrics uh, changed to reflect him meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger. So <laughs> I really like that scene. Yeah. I think this was, I think when I think of this, was it, it was either last season, it was either Nikki or, or Funky. Like one of them were was, was saying like, where, where's the old – I want to say it was Nikki when we were talking about the Christmas episode last year where Nikki was like, well, where's the old set? And like, like this is it. Like now we finally got the set that everyone's been looking for. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is like a really cool – because the way the set on the first season worked is that the kitchen has like a tiny hallway that leads into the main living room and into the dining room. And I think they just did away with the whole thing where they had the dining room and the the the, the kitchenette dining room and the kitchen in the same place so they could have that continuous look of one mm-hmm. stage. So I really love that. Um, and this episode – is uh the famous uh earthquake episode where um which i had to look into because i i did not know that basements in california were a thing just because of uh earthquakes right right so is the biggest reason why houses are built in on base with basements in areas such as colorado and the northeast is to get the footings for the house below the frost line which can be like three feet or four feet down uh so the logic is that if you're digging that deep why not put a put in a floor and use the space right so there's no danger for frost in much of california so foundation footings don't have to be nearly that deep but many houses in california are built into hillsides and have the opportunity for at least a half basement so the one that will and um kathleen end up getting trapped in kind of looks like a half basement Mm -hmm. so but even if a house has a basement like this, there's often no stairs connecting the space to the main part of the house because stairs are expensive and take up space. And most California houses are built to maximize profit. Right. So, I, like, it's one of those, like, things because I was like, why would you want a house in – why would you want a basement in a in a geologically unstable place? Like, I'm just thinking right. about the movie Volcano particularly where they were like, why would you build a, a subway in a geologically unstable place where – the the lava had a place to flow on free uh, freely basically <laughs> right well and it's, to me it's always weird because like so I, i've lived in the south and on the east coast my whole life so i've never dealt with a earthquake at all right um it is such a foreign idea to me even the basement is a foreign idea because like i've always lived below sea level like i'm used to like if we have a basement and there's a hurricane like we're kind of just boned because like that's how you ended up uh, getting like flooded in but i don't know it's just like it's always been weird to me like the like the whole like aspect of like oh hey like here's like you know here's a a, a subterranean room uh where all your stuff is yeah like um we uh on the reserve where i live um a lot of the houses come in prefabricated so you build the foundation on like a gravel foundation with like a wood uh part that keeps it off the ground and the houses just slide on top of there so like usually a lot of houses back home don't have basements and so i thought that the only the richest people were allowed to have basements and i always wanted one (laughs) like even the even the people who had a like uh my my neighbor back home they have a basement but the basement is actually built um above ground 
mm-hmm. because of like frost and the idea of having to uh, put it on 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 its own foundation. So it's a weird house, weird house. But yeah, right. like basements to me, weird. I don't understand. They always smell moldy and gross too. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, this episode they're going mm-hmm. to the People's Choice Awards. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we go uh, before we go further, uh, let's talk a little bit about Kathleen. Now Kathleen. Yes. <laughs> Uh, is played by Tisha Campbell, uh, who uh, Tisha Campbell. Uh, most people will know her from as the um, as their girlfriend of Martin Gina uh, from the <laughs> hit hit show Martin. But Tisha Campbell had been acting for a while. Um, she was um, it, one of the background singers in Little Shop of Horrors. Like that's I think the first time oh, I her, saw her. Yeah. yeah. So what's funny is both her and uh, the girl who would go on to play Pam, they both are singers in Little Shop of Horrors, which is like when my sister became a fan of that movie. My sister, you know, she did musical theater. So she became a fan of that movie before I did. Uh, And then we would watch it. I was like, oh, wait, what? And then she was also in School Days. uh, She was in House Party. Uh, I think she's in in all three House Party movies. Yeah, I was looking up her thing. She is in all three House Parties. Uh, and also in uh, Homeward Bound, too. Lost uh, in San Francisco. <laughs> I did I watch Homeward. I I had to watch Homeward Bound too. Uh, but she also uh she also did a different world around the same time. Uh, she did a couple of this different world. Uh, she's just kind of like black television royalty. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She's always been like to me. She's uh, Tisha Campbell's like always been like. Like, I've had a crush on Tisha Campbell since I could remember having a crush on anybody. And she's just one of those. <laughs> one, which is weird because, like, she's, like, the same age as my mom, I, I believe. She's 52. Yeah, okay, no. She's a little bit – she's, like, a little bit younger than my mom. Like, three or four years younger than my mom. Uh, but, like, like I said, she's my mom's age. But I always just, like – every time I've seen her, I was like, oh, that's just Tisha Campbell. Like, that's just, like, the girl – like, of course, like that's like what the dream girl is. So it's always great when I see her. And the thing is, what's great about Tish Campbell, and I think she does a really good job in this episode. She's just so funny and quick witted. And like, I, I'm sorry. I love not only do I love like in in this show, especially when they have black women on here, they, you know, even black women like asterisk is like kind of like a California black woman. But like. At some points in this episode, you just hear her break, and she's just New York, New York. Like, oh, <laughs> and I love that. I, cause I, I love, like, I. it's just like that northern, like, that northern accent stuff. Like, it's just, like, instantly I'm like, yes, I love all that. And for her to, like, portray that and, like, put it through, it's always so good. Well, and she was, um, she was the, the lead character on Martin, and, like, mm. wasn't she the one that also accused him of, like, like, intolerable no. crew? Like, the, was that her? That was, uh, no, it was the, it was, um, uh, uh, Tanisha Arnold, oh. uh, who, who was the one who had, had, had the issues with, uh, Martin. Weird, it's weird. Yeah, like, cause I'm just like, let's see, hold on. Television, she starred as Gina Waters Payne in the Fox Comedy Series Martin from mm. 92 to 97. Yeah. And she looks really good. Like, I'm just looking at a most recent picture of her. She looks great. Yeah, she, wow. um, uh, there, she actually did a sitcom after Martin that ran for a while with, uh, Damon Williams, mm-hmm. uh, called My Wife and Kids, uh, which was yet another just really, really good just sitcom. 
Oh, it, it was her. Look, in November 96, Campbell left the Fox series Martin okay. during its final series, final season, citing intolerable working conditions. In January 97, Campbell filed a lawsuit against co-star Martin Lawrence on the counts of sexual harassment and abuse both on and off the set. Uh, oh. By April 97, Campbell had settled the lawsuit and returned to appear in the last two episodes of the series. Ah, okay. I must have got so, it mixed up. So, yeah, I apologize about that. But oh, yeah. no, that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it seems like... Uh, um, like she is pretty cool in this episode because like she is one of those characters that like could easily fall by the wayside because you're like she's one of Will's girlfriends and right. she's like a memorable character. I just love how she is. Um, she, she's so cool in this episode when she finally like uh, when the hair comes off basically. <laughs> so right. when she's not trying to be so cutesy and stuff, and I just love that. Like, and so I really love the clothes this episode, particularly her, um, her the dress that, that she's gonna wear for the um, People's Choice Awards, and mm. the hairstyles are really cool. Like, I love Vivian's hair. I love Kathleen's hair before uh, Will throws her wig, and like I don't know if that's a wig or just a piece. I don't. No, I don't know very much about wigs. So. I, I don't either. I, I, I unfortunately, like, this would be a great episode. Like, I wish we would have had a guest, only because I've never, what's called, I've never done uh, anything with weird with hair pieces. I thought about it though. I thought about <laughs> doing the hair piece thing, like doing a like a male wig. I have looked it up, just because like, I think it would be kind of cool to do that, was... especially because I don't have any hair. <laughs> like, what if I just like had like. Again, like one of our, our our guests, like what if I just came in with like Nikki hair? Because like Nikki's oh. hair is like you know very you know it's very different, not different <laughs> in like a bad way, but like he has hair and he's able to style it. Like what if I came in and I I just had like a, this weird kid and like this weird uh, like you know uh, flat top that had you know hair or a Jerry it. curl like a coming to America type look. Yeah, <laughs> a Jerry curl or like a conk. Like that would be nuts like it would be it would be i mean it would be weird but yeah it would be definitely fun oh man but i love the sunglasses that will's wearing to the uh to the people's choice awards those look pretty cool like his outfit is just on point this episode um everybody uh is eventually going to the people's choice awards uh Jeffrey is not going initially because uh, the running theme of this season is Phil taking advantage of Jeffrey and mm. forgetting that he is also a part of the family that <laughs> he's the part of the family that cooks and cleans up after them. Uh, and I just love that he is becoming more sassy this season. I really love that. I also love the the dynamic between him and Will. There's a scene at the beginning of the of the episode where he's talking to his mother and he says, I'm not making any extra work for Jeffrey. And he throws the can behind him just as Jeffrey's coming and he catches it. I just love that. Yeah. No, Very it's cute. Definitely fun. Um, I did want to ask, have you ever... So one of the things like this show is like, you know, how do you deal with like, puppy love and and young love and stuff like that um and as when we when the episode starts we do see you know will and uh kathleen do the whole you know you hang up you hang up type deal and i was wondering like when you were younger or, or does that happen now like have you ever been to that point where you're just like oh i'm just so infatuated with the person that i'm with right now or that i potentially am with I don't know if I've ever done that just because mm. like um 
uh, in all honesty, I think uh, the first time I've ever been in love for real has been recently. Mm-hmm. And I am uh, too grown up to be infatuated with people just because I'm like, I have no time. But back when I was like, probably like pretty young, like my very, very first boyfriend, who is this boy named Jeff, mm-hmm. I think I, I was infatuated with him and I, I demanded that he um basically live up to all my expectations of what a boyfriend was supposed to be so for mm-hmm. example like we, i would make him hold my hand for two hours straight <laughs> stuff oh. like that well like probably not that long but like right, right, we, we were both in like grade six so i'm like okay this is what girlfriends and boyfriends are supposed to do so i was one of those mean bossy girlfriends <laughs> and i've never like i don't know if i've ever been infatuated like um mm-hmm. i think the most i've ever done is like one thing i used to do when i really liked a guy is if i found out he liked something i would get interested in it just to like have something to talk to him about mm-hmm. so for example i had a massive crush on this guy i used to work with named Stephen, who was obsessed with Henry Rollins, oh. so I read all of Henry Rollins's books, and I, mean, I and I ended up like really really liking Henry Rollins. Yeah, but it's like that's 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 not a bad trade off. It's like I could see like if he was like, oh, I'm really into like Stephen Miller or like. <laughs> Or like who somebody else is really bad. Like oh yeah, I like love Ted Ben. Sh- I love Ben like Shapiro. And then you're like, <laughs> I guess I have to watch Ben Shapiro videos. Like I I understand that being like that's awful. But like Henry Rollins, like you said, Henry Rollins is a great orator and like yeah, he's actually. a good writer too. Like I really enjoyed some of his stuff. Right. But I've never like I think I the, the closest I've ever been to like a Will and Kathleen situation is probably when I was like um like uh content warning like abuse here mm-hmm. but like i i had an abusive relationship and that was where the infatuations kind of saved me because or kind of like damned me in a way because like mm-hmm. i love them and so i was putting up with stuff i probably shouldn't have put up with right and like in this case it's more of like a like a useful thing where they um just haven't grown up a lot if that makes sense and they're both feeding off of each other Right. If that makes sense. And so I really love that. Um, I love it that it's from the boy's perspective. That's my favorite part. Like, because um, usually when they do storylines like this, it's from the girl's perspective. And she's like uh, portrayed as like sad and like yeah. a lonely girl. And like Will is just as infatuated with her as she is. And I love that. Yeah. I do think like so I am definitely like this problem because I just get like it. it... <sighs> Because of my impulsive nature and me being an impulsive nerd, like, when I fall for something, I fall for something, right? So I have been, like, the guy who would be, like, uh, and I, I do the walk and talk thing. Like, I don't just do that if I'm talking to, like, a, a woman I like or a partner that I would be interested in, right? I, I do that regardless. Like, if I talk to my dad and my aunt and uncles, like, I like to walk and talk because that's just me. But then, like, yeah, like, if I if it's somebody, like, I do the whole cheesing thing on the phone and, like get really nervous when everybody else is around because like i don't know it's just like a thing of like i love being in that moment and it's just like that thing of like when you're when you're in factuation like that whole like having that joy of like oh hey i'm in the moment right like it's like satisfaction or it's just like oh here here it is it's like it's like eating ice cream but you don't gain any weight from eating ice cream right like that's kind <laughs> of how i see it so i've definitely been like will and kathleen in that situation and like you well, s- I, oh go ahead sorry oh yeah I was like, like you said it is to a detriment because like especially like early on you don't know who this person is 
right? Yeah, that's the part that, like, I, I think it's because I'm older. Um, I'm able to see it from uh, Uncle Phil and, and Fib's perspective where it's just, like, um, you don't know each other. Like, you just met and you're saying that you're going to plan to get married and stuff. And I'm like, I um, I think it has a lot to do with that idea because I've never been the person who has been the initial parts of a relationship are mm. the parts I don't like. Just because they are, like, it feels so fleeting and so um, fake to me. Yeah. Like, if I had my way, we would be married, like, 50 years on. And that would be our relationship. <laughs> like, I, right. I prefer that because it seems more real. And with this type of infatuation, like, I've had this type of infatuation with, like, crushes. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's about the extent of it. Like, um... Uh, let me think like uh i'm just trying to think about who i've had crushes on where, where i treated them like like they were like god's gift to me like um i think the only time i've ever acted this way is probably when i met sean michaels mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like and not that i was infatuated with him but i've always had a crush on him since i was a little girl right. and when i met him i was just like giggly and like uh blushing and like all happy and stuff so i think that's the closest i've ever been to being like gaga over some dude yeah I, I, i'm just trying to think like and usually like if it's in person like i don't get like i don't get that way i can like pull the co- cool character but i guess it's like it's your vulnerability moment, right? When you're able to get yourself just vulnerable, it's just one of those things. And, like, I don't see – like you said, it can be a negative if you go too far or if you don't know the person. But I also look at it as, like, it can also be a positive. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, I know friends who have been to their weddings who, like, who break down and cry when they see their wives walk through, right? Which and is really like, sweet. Like, I love that yeah. type of thing. Because I, I, I think this episode is good just for that it's the man being vulnerable. Right. Like, um, and I think that's, um, like, because uh, this was one thing that I really liked about, I don't know if this episode kind of negates his relationship with Kayla from season one. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think it does just because, like, she was a little bit older and they liked each other for different reasons. But, like, I think this is Will's first, like, um, first time he's ever dating somebody not just because they're beautiful but because of how they make him feel. Right. If that makes sense. No. I keep saying that. Sorry. Like, like, I mean, that's my, look, that's my go-to line always, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it's important because – the thing that we get from Will, especially in this episode, but especially in this season, and it's just that this is Will's chance to grow. As much mm-hmm. as the first season was like him integrating into the family, like now he's on equal footing with the family. We don't have to get we're, we're getting out of that weird growing pains. Is how does Will Smith grow? You know, from this kid from Philadelphia now being this killed in Los Angeles, which is a relationship. And I, I think the difference between this relationship and Kayla's and the relationship we had with Kayla was Kayla was someone who had her own agency, who had built herself up. Like these, he's actually dating somebody, one, who is his age, which is like, that's the thing we should talk about. But like, yeah. two, somebody who is more, his, like, uh, more his more, equal. Yeah, like more just having fun. Right, yeah, like, right. More of it's just like I said, there's maturity equal. So it is someone where he is able to be a little bit more goofy and they can act like teenagers because they are teenagers. Yeah, like that's something like, um, because I, I, the part that I didn't really, the part that I thought that was pretty, like, um, 
pretty something that I thought would never be something else on another show was when I was when they're having dinner together with the family and they start making out really really aggressively and Phil like tells them okay we gotta talk about this and they go in there and like you can tell that they're gonna talk about sex which I really enjoy because like they're doing it the awkward way right and uh, until finally Phil says like don't come around here with no babies (laughs) I just love that like that's the kind of discussion my dad would have with me if I was getting this um, attached to a guy when I was like Will's age. Right. Like, for lack of a better term, black lack of a better age, we'll just say he's sixteen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he, I think he really is sixteen in this, you know, season. He's pretty young because he yeah. gets his car. He gets his car later in the series. So, but it's like it's something funny to me because um, there's a bigger. There's a bigger societal thing I'd play by telling them not to have children, if right. that makes sense. Like, because it's something that, uh, well, I keep saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, my, it's, it's my verbal tick. But, like, he he knows that Will and Kayla, or Kathleen, rather, Will and mm-hmm. Kathleen are probably, if they haven't already, they're going to have sex. Right. And he's just telling them, like, okay, don't have children. Right. Uh, don't make me a father. Um, basically, well, I don't know why he's saying like he wouldn't want to be a father, but they are getting pretty, pretty serious too fast. And I love that line that uh, Vivian tells them where they're like, "What you're talking about demands commitment," and she's right. Like, how committed can you be to somebody when you're 16? Right. And I know that there's people who have done that, but like, I think there that that is the exception, not the rule. It definitely is. Like, I mean, like I said. You know, with even without even you having to go back through, you know, the trauma that you went through. Like, I, I just think of the women that I was attracted to at 16. Uh, I remember, like, I, I remembered um, one girl, like, I was sort of attracted to at 16. And then we split off. And then, like, at some point, I actually, like, she asked me to, to take her to prom, but knew she was talking to somebody else. And it was just, like... A whole situation of just, like, myself, just, like, I know that I wasn't ready for anything like that at that age. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know, like, that wasn't just for me. And, like, I couldn't imagine being, like, getting a 16-year-old and being, like, all right, now I want you to live your full life because, like, that's just so much. Yeah, like, um, there was a lot of people when I was younger who got pregnant very, very young. And I am, I just turned 35 and I cannot imagine being Will's age with a kid. That's right. terrifying to me because I'm like, I only now feel like I'm in a place where I can do that on my own without having to rely on anybody. Right. But it's still like, um, like I'm kind of glad I never had this type of infatuation because I'm like, where the hell would I be if this happened? Like, because um, Will and Kathleen's relationship is the type of thing from Boy Meets World where she'll give up going to, like, some Ivy League school to be with her douchey, like, childhood love. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to ruin her life, basically. Because right. she loves this. She loves some idiot. So, <laughs> not, I'm just mentioning Boy Meets World because I never, like, I've seen it, but I'm like, I always hated that part where girls have to give up their... Their, agency. their goals and their agency to be with the lead character. Right. Well, and, like, that's the, that's the thing that kind of sucks is, like, when they do that, where it is, like, oh, hey, like, you're, you're a grown-ass adult. You're a grown-ass woman. Uh, you throw all that away so you can go follow with some dude. But that's, like, 
I mean, that's unfortunately like what patriarchal systems do to us is that exact same thing. And that's what mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Well, in this episode, I think they deal accurately with what um, what these kinds of... Really- Excuse me, sorry. Yeah. I'll pause that for a second. <laughs> it, they, this episode looks at what a realistic relationship like this would... Like, it burns out really, really fast. Right. I love that. Like, it's very cute. And it's... Um, like, I love that they put them in a situation where they realize that they don't know each other as well as they think they do. Yeah. Which is really cute. Like, because I, I love that. Like, he doesn't know that she... Like, I, this is my favorite episode because it, it gives me something i always wanted to show that women don't automatically come out of the house looking like uh kathleen does yes like i love that episode i love this episode for that reason because like boys often assume at at will's age that all women look like this all of the time well it's the shitty thing and we've been in like internet we've been in internet groups for a while now but it's the shitty thing where you always see dudes like oh you look perfect without uh without makeup do, doing a thing where it's like it's like oh well women have women are naturally just spring up and I, I want to make sure I'm not and no means am I not saying that because I do think that whether you wear makeup or not blah 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 right right like every shitty dude's gonna tell you that too <laughs> but I obviously I honestly understand as well like her dressing up like that like it may have been to impress Will. A little bit, but her wearing makeup, her wearing those extensions, her wearing those press-ons was for her as well. And mm-hmm. and as someone, like, I think it really hit me during this quarantine where I've gone through, like, shaving my beard, like, completely off and trimming it and everything like that. It's like, though I remember my roommate's like, well, why are you shaving your beard? Like, no one's going to see your beard. It's like, yeah, but I don't like where mm-hmm. it was. So I want it gone. If I want it to be full, I want it to be full. If I want to wear... Like, this really cool shirt, like, I want to buy it. If I want to buy these, you know, Paul George shoes. And it's just that agency of, like, no, I'm an adult as well, or I am a person as well. And even though these things are commonly used to, to, uh, to coerce somebody. Yeah, Yeah. coerce or attract somebody else. It can't just be, like, this how I feel. Like, my buddy Zoe, like, she streams and she does her makeup tutorials, like, she doesn't have anywhere to go, but that's what she wants to do. That makes her feel better. So I'm just like, yo, I, I get it. Like, And, and it, it makes complete sense to me now. Did you ever have, like, as a boy, did mm. you ever, as a teenager, think that girls automatically, like, come out of the house looking like that? No, because I have two sisters. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm so lucky because my sisters, in, like, in the age disparity, like, my two sisters are very close in age. So my sister Nikita, she is only, like, 10 months younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And then my sister Rashonda is a year and eight months younger than I am. So th- they are so much closer in age. I've been around women who've done like they've never had to do wigs because like my sisters usually use like weave when she used to get her hair braid. And my sister Nikita used to always keep her hair short. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been around women with wigs. I've been around women who wear makeup uh, living. I I think what happens is a lot of guys like try their best not to be around their mothers or whatever when they're younger especially like when you see guys who go into like um in position to tell stories like they're not usually around their like their moms and stuff so they they don't think of it or you think of like your mom's like an abnormality right like your mom mm-hmm. is like oh, that's my mom like of course blah blah blah, blah. but just having been contemporary around women haven't had conversations with women 
Um, I've just never, to me, it's never not been a thing where it's like, okay, like, and I, and I always, like, I never even think, like, the, the makeup thing is, like, a too far gone thing. Like, when I see women with makeup, I'm like, okay. Like, like I, I get what you're doing, but I don't see, like, it, there's, like, it, I guess that's weird. Like, I don't see a difference between when women do wear makeup and they don't, because, like, it's still the same person. It's just kind of, like, a highlighted version of, of themselves, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Well, there's an episode later in, um, like, way down the line where Lisa, when Will and Lisa are about to get married and they finally, like, spend a, spend a few evenings together, where Lisa lets her hair down and she has, like, acne medication on her face and she's wearing, like, uh, uh, I think a hair wrap and, like, a big uh, jersey because she's going to bed, right? Right. And Will freaks out. And, like, Lisa's like, so you want me to be... Uh, the mother to six children, work a six-figure job, keep house, and look beautiful 24 hours a day. And Will's like, too much? <laughs> so it's just like, and that's like, Will sometimes, I guess because Will has grown up around a woman who probably didn't care about that stuff and didn't like um like because his mom was beautiful and like all this other stuff but he just never she was always like working i imagine and Mm -hmm. so he never really saw her in the capacity of like going out to uh going out on dates or something right and so he probably has this idea of women as like these dolls so I, i think it's just like the standard like teenage boy type thing Right, because I really love how how surprised he is that she doesn't that she's a black woman and ha- doesn't have green eyes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, there are but there are a lot of like black black people, especially light skinned black people that have green eyes just naturally mm-hmm. uh, occurring. But that's like I said, that's to me that's it's always so weird. Yeah, well, and she like um, there it just makes me laugh though because it's like she doesn't have the coloring for somebody who has green eyes because like you know how sometimes like people suit like well i don't want to say she doesn't suit it but like when i wore purple contacts i like when i have light colored eyes i look weird like it's it's not like it's just because i have the coloring for dark eyes and so when people who have that coloring put in colored contacts it always looks a little bit off and so it made me laugh when he was like freaking out over her hair over her eyes um i think she was also wearing um they don't show it but she was also wearing probably like a cap for her teeth mm-hmm. like one of those like uh like a retainer like a bridge type thing. I can't remember what they called them. But yeah, like a retainer. To make her, yeah, make her teeth look straight. Mm-hmm. And it was just really funny to me because I'm like, like, are you going to freak out if she accidentally farted in front of you too? <laughs> like, it was just so bizarre to me because I'm like, do you not think of her as a human being? Like, so what the hell? That's the thing that I always, like, that always freaks me out about that. It's just like, do you guys not think that women are people? And that's why, like, <laughs> it's always like when I hear... When I hear people talk about, like, oh, I can't believe, like, oh, I waited so long to fart, and it's just like, I, like, I, I, like, what? <laughs> like, it's always <laughs> weird to me. Well, and it's so funny in this episode, too, because, like, um, 
What was it? Uh, like you, I in the last three hours, I've seen you take out your eyeballs, your hair, your teeth, and your fingernails. Like, uh, what else can I get on your body that I can I get at the mall? And I'm like, you would know. Like, her nails don't naturally grow that long, and her like, her, like you've had a retainer probably. Will like, what the hell are you freaking out about? Like, it was they literally so- shot episodes with him with the retainer. Yeah, and it's just so stupid to me because I'm like, um, like I, he's just driving me nuts this episode because I'm like, maybe it's because I'm a girl and I uh-huh. know all that all the girl like rigmarole rather, and like she like she's obviously trying to look cute for him too somewhere and like there's even a scene where he pulls off her hair and she said I just wanted to look extra special for you tonight which is sweet mm-hmm. and but there's uh, one of my favorite scenes in this episode though when you went to show how obsessed Will is with Kathleen is he walks into the room wearing a shirt with her face on it like uh-huh. it's at the beginning of the episode and it yeah. just made me laugh because it was like obviously one of those like mall um glamour photos of her <laughs> so it's really stupid i'm just like oh like it, it's kind of sweet and it's kind of annoying at the same time as well right no absolutely but so they are heading to the people's choice wards when an earthquake hits and uh uh jeffrey and hillary carlton and ashley are trapped on the freeway uncle phil and aunt vivian are trapped at uh, his office is downtown, and Will and Kathleen are trapped in the basement of the Banks mansion. And we find out that Will has never experienced an earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> so... uh, like I said before, I've not. I've never done. An I earthquake. have not either. I've always wanted to. Really, always like, wanted uh, to. Yeah. Well, because uh, when uh, we have earthquakes here in Canada, we don't have them here because we're on the Canadian Shield, which is like a like a a huge rock so we're like solid as hell but we have earthquakes in bc which is like what uh on the pacific uh coast right and every time i go to bc i pray for an earthquake because i really really want to experience one (laughs) mostly because of this episode too so (laughs) but and and it's just like um it's just so cool to me because i watch videos to to see what it's like but it doesn't show you what it's like because like, I, I just want to see what it's like. That's all I want to do. Yeah. I, I think, like, so we're going to be – Nikki's going to be joining us uh, in, like, a couple episodes. I think that's, like, one of the first things we have to ask. We have to ask him. Cause I think What's he'll an earthquake be, like? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be our first, like, full-on uh, West Coaster, right, that we'll have on the show, like, from California. From Los I Angeles. I has, has ever gone through an earthquake. I'm pretty sure he has, yeah. Okay, well, we'll ask him when we see him. We'll definitely have to ask him when we see him. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get to the bottom of Earthquake or Earthquake Gate. Uh, for people from the uh, from the the center of the continent, <laughs> so. the West Coast. Learn how the Earth shake. Like if this was a hurricane, I can give you all experiences about hurricanes. Tornado, about... typhoon, I can do the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's just like earthquakes. That's <laughs> just something that we don't have to really deal with. Um, that's gonna be terrifying. Like. Being in a basement is terrifying just because, like, with the earthquake, I mean, you're, the earth is literally shaking and then stuff falling. I think that's the only thing that's, like, scary to me is, like, like stuff is going to fall. So I don't know, like, yeah. how afraid I would be of an earthquake just because, like, it's so fast, right? Yeah, like, because um, the, the part that scared me was uh, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv being in the uh, multi-floor uh, office skyscraper during an earthquake. That part scared me because I'm like, holy crap! What the, what would the building do? Would it sway? Are you gonna fall over? Like, right. I think that was the part that scared me the most was them in that 
in that like high rise. Well, and I think like I I have vertigo sometimes. So like <laughs> I don't know if it's just like if it's just like having vertigo. I don't know. Like it's so. Uh, like yeah, we we should definitely ask one of our West Coasters because like now I <laughs> make more, a note of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more intrigued about this earthquake thing. Well, once COVID's over, we'll ha- we'll go stay in the um in the Fresh Prince house if it's still on Airbnb and like well hope and pray for an earthquake. <laughs> All right. But was it um so Will and Kathleen are trapped in the basement, uh, which holds all of Will's stuff that he brought from Philly to uh, ease his homesickness whenever he needs to. They're down there to find his lucky mitt so that he can get it signed by Kirby Smith. Willie Mays. Kirby Smith. Who? Kirby, okay, yeah. Yeah, Kirby Smith is a he was a baseball player for the Minnesota uh, Twins. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a really really good base really really good baseball player. And he's got a tiny little uh, tiny little. <laughs> baseball glove which is adorable mm-hmm. uh he also finds his teddy i didn't get the teddy jam reference do you know that oh uh so it's like i, I think it's just him doing the jam but i, I think it was like because it must be like a teddy Rupskin. like mm-hmm. so with teddy Rupskin, you'd be able to put in the uh, like a cassette tape kids a cassette tape is what we used to listen to music when we were babies um <laughs> Uh, so you'd put in the cassette tape and it would play music and it would, uh, Teddy Robson would like basically sing the music to you. Did you ever have one oh, of those? Oh, I ones? had one. Of, like, okay, I think yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have one, but I know of them. Yeah. Okay. Cause I had one. So when I was in the Netherlands, we had one. And then I think when we were a little bit older, my mom had got like a cassette tape that had Mariah Carey's fantasy. Uh, so like we were like me and my sister would be like kids. It would be listening to this toy and be like, sweet, sweet fantasy. <laughs> like it was just so great. And then like seeing this toy saying the, uh, do the, like the old dirty bastard, me and Mariah. Like, it's just like, it's so, that's always so fun. <laughs> oh my God. We got to uh, please somebody. If you're listening, send us one of those toys, please. Absolutely. <laughs> I really want to play it. Oh, but, uh, so uh, there's a table down there for some reason. Apparently, in the basement, uh, there's a, a really, really hardcore table, and Will's hiding under it when we cut back from the commercial, uh, clutching his teddy bear. Uh, Kathleen, who has been through a few earthquakes, is already like calm, ready to. She needs to go. F- they need to find out if anything is broken or if gas line is broken. I'm not sure. Like it's some sort of emergency. We'll find out. But she finds out that the door is jammed from from the outside and will starts to have a panic attack <laughs> so which is understandable because like i would have a panic attack too because this is in the days before cell phones right and you don't know where everybody is that was th- that was the part that really freaked me out because i'm like all oh, right this is the time where uh like the only people who have a phone are uh uncle phil uh, uncle phil and aunt viv at the office because they they have the landline uh jeffrey and the kids have the car phone right but uh will and kathleen have nothing and just have to wait yeah it's that's definitely just... like that's definitely a thing of like what do you do in this situation because you can't really like run out because uh, you're stuck in that, you're stuck in, and like you said, there's no really way of of, see, of like being able to reach somebody either. It's definitely yeah, like that's that's definitely has to be, has to be scary. Well, uh, uh, since you mentioned hurricanes, uh, during hurricanes, like during emergency, like shelters in place, do does your cell phone still work? 
Um, oh, I actually speak on this because, like, so three or four years ago, I was living with Alfred, a um, guy who does a lot of our back-end stuff, Alfred Confiato. You should definitely follow him. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was, I was living with Alfred um, was during one of the really bad storms, and we actually lost power uh, for a good three or four days. Uh, no, 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 not three or four days. Three or four weeks. Uh, power was oh, out cool. for a while. Um, and it was to the point where I would actually have to go to my car and charge my phone in my car because we had no power. Like, we were able, I was still able to get, like, cell data out, but I would have to literally go to my car to charge it. Like, it was just so bad, like, the streets were flooded, um, which, like, you learn how people, like, because, like, the power lines were down, so there was no street lights. And what you, what's supposed to happen is when there's no street lights, every stop light is like a four-way stop. Mm-hmm. But people don't treat it like that. People just treat it like one-way thing. So it was very, like, scary dealing with that. So dealing with the natural disaster without really any really, like, good means to communicate. Like, we would have to go, like, I remember when we were able to go to the first gas station. When the gas station was, like, finally able to get power, it was just, like, a mob scene of people just going to the like gas station. Like that scene from uh, The Simpsons, basically? Yeah, basically. <laughs> a hurricane chow. <laughs> yeah, basically just to get, just to get, like water and food you know like if you didn't stock up so it was definitely it was definitely a lot the only natural disaster i've ever been through was a forest fire so for people who don't know my uh my home community is in the center of the boreal forest in the middle of northern manitoba and every summer there is, we call it the fire season because forest fires are uh, a constant thing up there, especially now with global warming. And when my sister was, I think, about two and I was about four, there was a huge forest fire that uh, was coming to our reserve. Like it, the wind was blowing it our way and we had to evacuate. I remember it being terrifying because... Uh, the one big image from that time I remember is going outside and the sky was lit up red. The whole mm-hmm. like you all you couldn't see through the smoke. Everything was red and it was like um, it was like being in Mordor basically. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen and experienced. And it was also terrible because we had to let all our pets go because we couldn't take them with us. Mm-hmm. And that was the worst part. And like I was demanding my dad take our dogs with us, and he was like, "No, we can't. There's no room in them for, for them in the car." I was like clutching them. He, he pried them out of my arms, and we left. And then when we came back, the dogs were okay. But yeah. still, I was so pissed with my father. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely get that. I think, and yeah, we, I mean, we've always, because like when I was growing up, we would always have to, um, uh, like we would always have to, like we would always evacuate. Because like that wasn't my first hurricane. Like living mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, you get, like we live in a coast city. So we get hurricanes like every two or three years, we would get a hurricane. Uh, but normally what we would do is my family would go to Atlanta, uh, where my aunt lived at, because that was like the easiest way to evacuate to. Um, and yeah, that was just one. I don't know. No, I do know because I was working and I couldn't evacuate. And it was one of the things where it's like, I was like, oh, well, I won't be too bad. And it really was. Uh, but I did get to watch, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Pop Star never start popping during that time period. <laughs> Good, good movie. Love that movie. Oh my gosh. Well, like, um, I, like, I wonder, like, I, I think when we, when we do get someone from the West Coast, what do they do in particularly bad earthquakes? Like, yeah. I, I guess the infrastructure is there so that it's not that big of a deal, 
But I imagine, like, it must be a big deal if, like, if something, like, maybe... I, I don't know the Richter scale incredibly, but I guess anything over, like, a 6.5 must be bad. I know they mentioned it in Independence Day, but I'm like, I don't know the Richter scale. So right. it's hard to gauge exactly what's terrible. Because I imagine if we went through, like, a, a little baby earthquake, we would freak out about it. Right. So it's just, like, crazy. But, yeah, um... Uh, there's a scene where Kathleen is taking like orange juice from the um, from the freezer, and man, did that take me back! Cause I used to eat that stuff like it was um like ice like it was like an icy pop or something. Oh, <laughs> the concentrate the concentrate concentrate frozen juices, man. That's a there's a generation of kids who don't know like. They have to not know what that is anymore, right? Like we've. Uh, I'm not sure. Like I know that they still sell those ones in the cans that you right. like. You crunch up a little bit and dunk them in water, water and like yeah. give them a stir. Yeah, I used to eat them like they were freaking popsicles. I used to. I I used to do that as well. In like, I don't know. Like I I think of it like it's weird that that family has it because like I think it's stuff like that or like Kool Aid. Like that's like struggle food. Like when oh, I was yeah. like when we were in the struggle struggle for real. And like that's what we But would even do. when you're rich, you still have the struggle food. Cause like I have, like I'm not rich, but like I am. Like we are in a good place, and we still have the food sometimes that we eat that we used to eat when we were kids. That was basically like the bottom of the barrel in terms of like food um, safety. So it's like we have like the cans of spam and stuff that we still eat occasionally. Cause sometimes you get a hankering for it, mm. and so. But it's still weird to me that they have a freezer. Like, I don't know, like, a freezer just seems like a, like a, um, I don't know if rich people should have freezers, because that always seems like a, a, like, a native thing to me. Like, we had a freezer because you had to store up meats and stuff. Like, I don't know. Do rich people have freezers? Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they do. Like, just to get, like, your fancy, fancy what's called? Your fancy meat. Your like uh, tartars or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I have a brisket and we have a brisket in my freezer uh, that is like we just been sitting there and like I wish we had a bigger freezer because like it's a huge brisket and I wish we had a bigger <laughs> freezer so we could put the brisket in there. <laughs> you're making me hungry damn it uh but like it's uh i just don't know why they have a freezer it's just weird to me i guess because like jeffrey probably uses it or something but uh so kathleen and will start to realize that they they are getting on each other's nerves um i think it starts with will throwing kathleen's hair into the corner um and also when she eats all his breath mints uh, and he starts singing a song uh, about her not being a real person, <laughs> which is based on Darling Nikki by Prince, which I didn't get until I was, like, 20 years old. Oh, yeah, Darling Nikki. Okay. The filthiest Prince song. Like, mm, I, man, that song, that song is horny. <laughs> well, that's the only way to, ex- to explain that song. It's like, oh, no, you just horny. Like, it's a very <laughs> horny song. Well, they also have, like, Prince also has that horny song, Get Off, that I really, really love during his, like, uh, his butt uh, ashless chaps phase. Like, you know that phase? That song is really, really good. It's by Prince and the, and the New Power Generation, I think. That's yes. one of my favorite songs. Uh, but, yeah, like, so he's singing that on a tricycle. Uh, she's getting mad at him because he doesn't have any more food. And I can see why he's kind of annoyed because she is kind of, like, what, what is cute and, and her, like, what is cute on the ground level where she was talking about, like, oh, he made my, my steak in the shape of a heart and, oh, like, uh, I'll miss you more. Like, cute stuff in the light of day 
is mm-hmm. really annoying when it's like, how come you won't do this for me and open this can? Like, I'm whining right now. Let yeah. me sleep on the more comfortable side of this bed. I think it's, like, uh, I think it's very important, like, because it shows the immaturity of mm-hmm. them. And, like, doing, like, a lot of stuff, I do think it's important to show affection. I do think it's important to put your partner above yourself because that's, like, the that's the, the way of, of being able to show that you love that person. However, you're absolutely right. Like sometimes when you do that superficial stuff and then you are requesting it, that's when it becomes really shitty. And then you're like, mm-hmm. this is not me doing this because I love you. This is now, oh, you expect this to happen. And that is always like my biggest like, no go, stop. We, we got to stop this. Like, and I, and I, like I said, the, the woman I was talking to when I, um, when I was in high school, uh, and we had broken up, and this is someone I, I would go to school every day with, and everything, and she was just like, she did the thing where, like, she she asked me to take her to the prom, but it wasn't like, hey, you want to go to prom? It's like, oh, hey, you're taking me to the prom, mm-hmm. and, like, I was just like, no, I'm not doing that, but, like, that's my <laughs> biggest pet peeve, I don't like, I don't like being told, like, I want to do something, that's what I want to do, but as soon as you're like, yeah. you have to do this, nah, uh-uh, we done, this is done, we're over. Well, the- that just reminds me of like, uh, so I had a, an abusive partner and I remember once uh, for Christmas when I knew we should have broken up, I asked him for this necklace that I really, really wanted for my birthday. And it was like this beautiful little like, uh, it was like a little bauble thing. Like I really love long necklace, necklaces with like kind of look brassy. So like I asked him for it and on my birthday rolls around and I, I see a, a jewelry box. And so I open it up and it's not the necklace. And I look at him and he tells me, oh, yeah, I like this necklace more. And, Um, like, that's what I knew. Like, it's that type of thing where it's just, like, yeah, like, that's what this whole thing reminded me of. Like, it's, like, it's just so weird to me right now. Like, um, like, because she, like, she's not being cruel to him. She's just being bratty, I guess is the word I'm looking for. But I also love when, um... There's that uh, Will's bit of acting when she cr- like the the absolute beauty of her acting when she's ripping off her own fingernails was the best scene I've ever seen in anything because she's like here 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 <laughs> so it's just like pop uh, like four times she pops them off and hands them to him and he just like is just disgusted and throws them onto the floor. <laughs> Yeah. That is like if anything should have that should have won them an Emmy. That scene it was just comedy gold. I just love that scene, but I also love the scene where she's getting pissed off with him about the stupid breath mints, and then she says, "If you say breath mints again, I'm gonna scream." <laughs> and then he keeps he keeps taunting her, and then they cut to the living room. They cut to the kitchen where Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil have just arrived, and you hear her scream. <laughs> I yeah. just love that cut. It's one of my favorite cuts in the show. <laughs> and then you hear, well, like, your mom sucks breath mints too. <laughs> but I, uh, it's it's just so, and it's, like I said, I think the duality of seeing, like, Phil and Vivian who've been kind of sniffing at each other a little bit, but it's, like, an ultimate, like, just an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you see the inverse of, like, Kathleen and Will kind of doing, like, this thing where they're, they're like they're such in love with so in fact with each other but then when they get a little bit of adversity then they want to like turn each other to they the fall wolves. apart yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really good juxtaposition for them 
Yeah, that's something I would like uh, that you bring it up now. It's obvious, like, because they, they, you can, you can often get the the feeling that Will and Kathleen are probably like, oh, I, we're never going to end up like Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, who are just like sniping at each other. And then when they're faced with the potential of them being hurt, the first thing, like, okay, there's a good juxtaposition of the scene where the earthquake starts. And the first thing Uncle Phil does is he grabs Vivian to him and and holds himself over her so that if something falls, it'll fall on him, not her. And the first thing that uh, Will does when it hits, uh, it when the earthquake hits, is he's just standing there holding Kathleen away from him. And I'm like, I just love that. Like, it just shows like where they are in their relationships. Because I don't know, like, the only people I would probably cover would be my nephew, maybe my, like, no, for sure I would cover my sister. Right. And, like, it, it just shows, like, it, who you are in the dark, basically, is that, is that scene. And the first thing Phil does is, like, is shield his wife from possibly being hurt. And I just love that little bit of acting. It's really cool. Right. No, it's definitely, like I said, it's such really just really, really good, uh, so what's it called? Really, really good acting. Just... Uh, I mean, and that's the great thing we see about this season is like we just have so many really good actors in their what's called in their own like getting into their own, including the main staff. Like it's just such a really strong season. Yeah, and I just love the where Will is realizing that Will is not so angry about possibly becoming Uncle Phil. Right. Like there's a scene where he and Kathleen finally reach an agreement where they're like, okay, maybe we were going a little bit fast. And so, and um, he mentions that like Uncle Phil was right. And then he's like, oh, listen to me. I'm starting to sound like my Uncle Phil. Next thing I'm going to wake up bald and hungry. <laughs> I just love that. It's like Because it's such a like a kid thing to say where he realizes that he's acting like his dad. And I just love this. This episode is a really cute start to the season. And I can see why it's so... Uh, beloved just because it's like it's so funny and everybody remembers that scene of Will sitting on the bicycle uh, sitting on the trike with Kathleen's hair over his eye mm. it's such a good scene <laughs> yeah it's just such a uh, it's just, just such a fun episode I think that's like where last season there were so many like heady like this is an important episode like I, what I love about this season is this is just a fun season and it starts yeah, off with a very fun episode. There's still pretty, like, heavy episodes thrown in, but it's still pretty, like, it just lets them be silly and fun and, like, just doing dumb stuff. Like, there's an episode where Jazz has to take over for Jeffrey to pull his weight. Right. And he's wearing Jeffrey's uh, uniform, but it's, like, uh, kind of has some Jazz bits in it. Like, it's, like, they're allowed to be fun while still being, uh, what, what do they call those? Like, a very special episode. And even yeah. the very special episodes are funny, too. Like, uh, in the episode I'm thinking about where they have Marge, uh, their former civil rights friend, who's, like, still in the, still in the struggle. There's a scene where, that I didn't get until recently when I was rewatching it where, um, where Ashley's wearing a daishiki and threatening to spray paint her demands on the white, on the pool house lawn, uh, where, um... Will calls her Winnie the Pooh Mandela. Yeah. But kill. I didn't get that until I was older. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I get it now. But yeah, like, if, if, I think the, the show's finally fine. The show, if it hasn't found its, its, um, have, hasn't found its footing, it's this season where it finds its footing. Right. No, for sure. But, yeah, but then we end the episode with Will and Kathleen being rescued from the basement. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I think, and like she, she goes off to call her family. But I think it's a, 
I think it's a very fun episode, and it kind of feels like it's a it's definitely a bottle episode, like one of those <laughs> bottle episodes. But it's just such a really good one. Like it didn't have to be like this extravagant set build thing or like this story. It's just like kind of just looking at Will and Kathleen as people, and it, it's just such a strong episode. I don't know. I really really love this episode. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Like I'm probably gonna go watch it again once we're done here, just because I love them in the basement and like uh, them yelling at each. Well, not even yelling at each other, just like sniping at each other about like, oh, um, like where he he's basically calling her ugly, and I hate that because I'm like, dude, she was like, she's still like a hot girl, like with right. short hair. But I think and that's the eyes. that's the guy go to. Uh, you're like. I'm going to call you ugly because that's going to make me feel better. <laughs> well, and I love the thing where, where she's making fun of his stupid teddy bear. And he's like, don't be dissing my bear. Well, don't be dissing my hair. <laughs> so it's just like really, really cute. If you haven't watched it, go watch it right now because it's super fun. <laughs> really fun episode. Absolutely really fun episode. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was this episode, season two. Uh, it feels good to be back in the saddle, Sonia. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. Um, definitely feels good. Like we are breaking down episodes again. We are doing the show again. Like we're kind of back in it, and that's like I don't know. It's I feel very excited about this season. Me too. Like some of my favorite episodes are in this season. So like I'm really excited for the Sonia Lamore episode with Zaza Gabor. Oh. Um, the episode with um. Marge, the civil rights adv- uh, activist. Um, I think this ep- this season's the one with Bel- De- Belviv DeVoe as well. Yes. Like, the, I think this is... The yeah. Far- <laughs> and I cannot wait. Like, that's actually... that's I'm going to reach out to our good friend, uh, Rihanna. I think that's when we definitely have to get her. <laughs> we definitely have to get her in there for that. Cause I, I think that's like... Uh, oh. I think that's episode 20. I'm not sure. It's a, it's a little further into the season. Uh, no, twenty is those are the days, but uh, we'll figure it out. But I definitely want to. I definitely <laughs> want to get that one. Hold on, I'm actually going to find this out right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, come look at season two. Uh, that's five. That's another family episode. I will cut all of this out. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, episode eleven. Uh, something for it's uh the butler did it. Okay, that's yeah. gonna be quite fun to watch. That's gonna be quite fun. So yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely uh want to get that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, this has of course been um our fantastic show live from the wild. Sonia, is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, just my the normal channels: Twitter, Honey underscore Child. Uh, Sonia Ballantine is also a Twitter I use. That's more my business account. Um, follow me on Instagram at Sonia underscore Ballantine and like me on Facebook. I'm not updating there as much as I should be, but I think that's where, uh, just because I keep getting Facebook requests, uh, friend requests and I can't, like, I want to keep that part of like as private as Facebook can be. Uh, so I usually use this Facebook for family and friends. So like mm-hmm. follow me on there if you really want to keep in touch. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can do the same. I'm at Travis L. Foster on Twitter. I am at Turbo Bison on Twitch and Instagram. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at TL Foster, T uh, dot L dot Foster. Uh, my public page. Uh, you that is my person. That is my page where you can go and link up to. I I don't do friend requests anymore. Uh, my personal Facebook is literally the people I know. 
Um, mm. Honestly, if you want like the best representation of me, Twitter's where it's at. That's where I'm usually just myself. Uh, if you go to my, if you go to my, if you go to my Facebook, you're just getting get like if I say something, it's something that I have very strongly curated and, and looked over through. <laughs> so I know I don't have to hear no wild shit from my family. That's literally what exactly. that is. So you don't even want to be a part of that. If you want like the fresh real me, Travis L. Foster on Twitter. Um, <laughs> you can follow the show at Pool House Live on Twitter. You can go to patreon.com slash uh, live from the Pool House where we will have episodes a week early. So if you have been there with the $5 level, you have already heard this. The week of our recording this, and it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas. If not, hey, here next week's episode today, if you go over there to there. Um, and yeah, and then I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, um, we are, me and Sonya have really good ideas, really big plans we want to do for Patreon to make your Patreon dollars worth it, right? Uh, so um, we've been kicking around some uh, kind of podcasting ideas. Uh, I told Sonya I have not seen the hit series um uh uh uh, what was the basketball movie high school 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 musical Musical. high school musical and you know i thought it'd be really cool if we looked over the high school musical movies uh she said she hadn't seen it either we're old uh we're like (laughs) we're not just like old but we're like generationally old because like high school musical is like for old people watched but we were like too old for that and then like i would there's there's other stuff i want to talk to sonya about like we've talked about our love for power rangers so we would love to do like a power ranger show oh yeah like we i also have been approaching uh tl about doing um a star wars episode um i probably would want to bring on my friend kira davies who is also a big star wars nerd and uh a korean adoptee so i just want to talk about like how um I just want to talk about, like, the person of color aspects of that story, which is kind of funny because it's, like, the the, the Skywalker story, right? So how many – how can you talk about people of color in that story? But you would yeah. be surprised. So let us know if you want to hear stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I would be really interested in doing it. No, I definitely would love to do that. And then um, – what was the other thing I wanted? Like, I definitely – because we've had Kim on a tremendous amount, uh, but I would love to talk to her about comics. And I've been trying to get Sonya to watch the, the young uh, Young Justice and us record something about it. <laughs> oh, I still so. got to watch the the Michael Jordan documentary too. You Let's do, do have that to one. watch yes. that one, absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, but so um, look for us. We're going to be doing big things this year. Uh, it's a brand new year, new year, new us, new year, new you. No COVID, please. No more COVID, yeah. please. I want to go to these weddings. I have weddings I got to go to, uh, so I can't wait for that. Um, so yeah, so for Sonya Bellantine, I am T.L. Foster. This is, of course, been live from the pool house. And guess what? It's a new season, but the ending still stays the same. Do not get thrown out like jazz. <laughs>